I love the color <laughs> sorting of the books. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. They're all, it's all very, it's all. Oh, oh my wow. God. <laughs> oh, we didn't even get to see the whole thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done that for a few years now. It makes, you know, it's like part of the decor. <laughs> yeah. For so sure. Is that the mm-hmm. ideal way to sort a bookshelf? I mean, it's not the most practical way. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, most of the time, like, I know, like, kind of what, where I put a book, you know, like what color yeah. the spine is. But sometimes I'm like, mm, I can't really remember. <laughs> where I put it so no there's no rhyme or reason other than literally the color of the spine so I just want to talk about books all day that's all I want to do I totally agree yeah well we're waiting for it to know run out and buy it run out and buy it anything for us Welcome back to another episode of Anything Pros. I'm Vicki. And I'm Jen. And this week we have Ashley Herring-Blake on the podcast, author of Delilah Green Doesn't Care. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. We are really excited. You are the second author that we've had on here. So yeah. Awesome. Honor. Who was the first? Well, who was the first? <laughs> we had Rachel and Solomon on a few months ago. Okay. Well, I'm honored then because she's one of my faves. So. We love her. <laughs> yes, she's amazing. She's so sweet. Yeah, absolutely. She's wonderful. I'll read anything she writes. Literally, Literally yeah, same. Um, so yeah, yeah, Jen and I both read Delilah Green. Jen actually read it first, like a few months yeah. ago. And she has been begging me to read it. So I finally <laughs> read it. And I was oh, like, good. okay, I see it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, sorry, I waited so long. <laughs> Oh, I hope it lived up to the hype. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Um, awesome. So yeah, we just have a few questions about the book and about like your upcoming novel. Um, yeah, we'll cool. ask you. Uh, so first off, what made you decide to start writing adult romance after writing some YA? Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I got my start in YA um, and then I wrote, I, well, I published three books in YA and then, um, then I started writing middle grade. So I went even younger. Mm-hmm. And I published three books in middle grade. Um, and then I think by that point, I was just ready to write some people who were closer to my age and who were dealing with things that I was dealing with. And um, I think also my middle grade and both and my YA tended to be a little bit more emotionally intense, um, you know, just dealing with some uh, heavier issues. And I think I just got really burnt out on it because <laughs> I, I had was on a pretty quick pace in terms of putting those books out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been wanting to write an adult for a while, like thinking that I was going to shift into that, but it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to write. Like if I, cause I'd like writing, reading all kinds of adult. I like, you know, more literary. I like kind of contemporary. Um, I'm a contemporary writer, so I knew it was going to be contemporary, but, um, I liked romance. So I wasn't really sure mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And I think, you know, I think there's so many pandemic books out there right now that everybody has one. It seems like every author has one and Delilah was mine. I started writing it in April of 2020. Um, and I think by that point I had just, I'd, I've always been a romance reader, but I just really wanted to write my own, especially a queer romance as, um, you know, adult has so many amazing queer authors out there and queer romance books. Um, but it is still like a little bit further behind in my opinion than, than Kidlet. Um, 
you know, you can't like it's everywhere in Kidlet now, which is amazing, which I still think they have growth as well. But, um, you know, with romance, it was like, I just didn't see a ton of FF books out there that I wanted to read. Um, and so I wanted to write one and it was just such a refreshing, fun experience. Like I've, I've always hated drafting, like the first draft of a book and uh, I don't hate it with romance. It's just like really, um, like just a breath of fresh air to write it. Um, and it's just fun just to say like whatever I want to say. Like I can cuss however much I want to cuss. <laughs> and I can write sex scenes however graphically or steamily I want to write them. So yeah, it's just been really fun change. Was there anything that was like more challenging with writing the adult romances? <clears throat> um, no, I wouldn't say it was more challenging. Uh, I mean, it's definitely different in terms of, again, just content is different. Um, you know, I mean, there's all, like every story has its basic, you know, I mean, I still went about it the same way in terms of, I usually start with a character and a press, kind of a combo of those two things. And then I, I grow it out from there. Um, and I d would do the same with my, with my kid lit books. Um, I think, you know, there's just a lot of differences in terms of obviously the voice is going to be different. You're talking, you know, I'm, I mean, I've written books from the perspective of 17 year olds. I've written books from the perspective, perspective of 12 year olds. And now I'm, you know, Delilah and Claire and Delilah Green was, they were 29. So, um, you know, I think that there's just some differences there and what they're obviously dealing with. There's a lot more backstory to work in when you're writing an adult book. Like if I'm writing a 12 year old, they only have 12 years behind <laughs> yeah. them to really work into their psyche. And I think that that, like, I've always been a, a huge on backstory. Like, mm -hmm. um, I think that that informs everything. Like, even if it doesn't come on the page, I like to know what they've been through because I feel like that determines how they interact with all the people around them. Um, you know, it, it affects their parents. Like I always, even with my adult books, I'm like, what was their family life like? Because that to me helps inform that. And so like with an adult book, you know, you just have, like I had 29 years of, yeah. of so like I had to deal with like, okay, well, what was their high school experience like? And then did they go to college? Um, if they did, what was that like? If they didn't, why not? Or, you know, or what did they do instead? And, so I had to work in a lot more backstory. Um, so I think that that was probably the trickiest part, just having so many more years to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I but, do feel like that really came through when we were yeah, reading it. With like, like yeah. Astrid and Delilah, like fully shaped. Their whole history yeah. together. I feel like that really, right. you could like read that. Yeah, I felt on edge, like, because for a while, we don't really know what happened in their childhood. And I'm like, why do they hate <laughs> right. other? What is this? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is tricky to have to work all of that in. So, but I enjoy it. Like I, I do a lot of planning before I actually start writing. Um, I don't like do detailed outlines, like chapter by chapter, scene by scene kind of outline, but you know, I do, I spend months thinking about a book before I write the first chapter. And a lot of it is just that it's having conversations between characters in my head it's thinking through like well why do they why are they estranged because I knew I wanted to write Astrid and Delilah as estranged but then why you know so I had to figure all that out so yeah it was really it, but it's fun to like for me to like create these personas and, and entire psyches and why they are the way that they are mm -hmm. that makes a little puzzle yeah um, yeah <laughs> did you yeah. when you were writing your first adult romance that it was gonna be LGBTQ like was oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah, from the beginning. I mean, I've been writing, I only have one straight, straight, quote unquote, holding up finger quotes, straight book. Um, and that was my debut. Um, and that was mostly because I just had no idea who I was, even when I, as, even as an adult and writing that book. Um, but every book I've written since has, has a queer main character. Um, and I don't foresee ever writing 
book that doesn't, because that's just really important to me. And, um, you know, just want to get as many books as possible out there with different yeah. ways to love and celebrate that. The industry needs it for sure. Yeah. So one of the things that we loved when we read Delilah's books was like the intense family dynamics and connections between everyone. Is that something that was also really important for you to include? Or like that you set out to include? Yeah. yeah um, I mean, when I was first thinking about the idea, it actually started out as a very loose Cinderella retelling. So, and I wasn't going to, I wasn't ever planning on actually really marketing it like that, but it's just kind of how I first started thinking about the, the situation and the premise. Um, you know, and to me, like Cinderella is, is an, is such an interesting fairy tale because she, you know, Cinderella herself, like endured a lot of abuse, verbal, you know, neglect. Um, and then she still kind of had that, but she still found the courage to, to love again and to take that risk to love again. Like, that's what I really love about Cinderella, you know? Um, and so that's kind of how I started thinking about it. Like this woman, Delilah, who has endured a lot of neglect, um, and not feeling very cared for in her life. And how, how does she come about wanting to even take that risk to fall in love? Um, and to me, like I said, with backstory, like family always, I just think it affects so much of who we are. Um, and so, you know, my, my kid lit books were always very heavy on family dynamics and family situations, you know, and that made more sense with kids because they live with their, their parents. Um, and they're just, you know, figuring out that they're separate people from their parents in, in middle school and high school. But um, with adult, I think it's just as important. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, um, I just, I think that parents and how, or however you grew up affects a lot of the way that you interact with the world. So I, I don't know if it was really intentional and that, like, I was like, I'm going to have this kind of, you know, family drama between mm -hmm. Delilah and Astrid, or I want Delilah to have a traumatic family situation growing up you know as a kid um I don't think that was specifically intentional but it always seems that kind of stuff always seems to come out in my books mm -hmm. I mean you know with Astrid like Astrid's book is is a lot about her and her mother um and it's been interesting because I just finished writing Iris's book which is the third book and there's oh. not as much <laughs> <laughs> we're not ready for that one <laughs> but there's not as much like family like trauma for lack of a better word like with iris i mean she does have some family issues but it's not it's not the driving force behind why she does yeah. a lot of what she does i mean it's, it sort of is but it doesn't factor in like she doesn't have to like figure out this family situation yeah. like astra does and, and in a way like delilah did so it's still there definitely in her backstory but you know with the first two books and like you know since we're talking about delilah it was it just always seems something like it comes out in my writing because i'm like well let's pile on the family <laughs> The family issues yeah this so, yeah. Morning, and I, oh go ahead no I, that was good yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say morning, Jen and I were talking about what we would do because I was like I totally get Delilah's side of things like feeling like why would Astrid or her stepmom care about her like when your only connection to that family like died or left I yeah. was like, what would you do? I, I was like, I probably would leave, like be by myself. I wouldn't stay. And we were just like, yeah. would you stay with your stepmom when you have no connection to her? Like, yeah, really? but like, where else can she go? Yeah, where do you go? Yeah. It's definitely like yeah. a situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Delilah, definitely don't blame her for taking off to New York the first chance she got. I mean, Isabel is not, um, the most the warm the warmest of people and you know Astrid was really just a kid as well when they were 
figure, you know, when they lost their, their dads and how to deal with all of that. So, and she's obviously going to follow the lead of her only parent that she has left. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, they, they all need therapy, (laughs) who doesn't, who doesn't really, but yeah. 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 Intense therapy for everyone all around. Yeah. Really. Um, did you know (laughs) that you like, did you already have it in your head that Astrid was going to get her own book when you finished or were, as you were writing Delilah's story? Yeah, I did. I had a, I mean, I, the original, I mean, there's only three books, but the original four to me are Delilah, Claire, Astrid, and Iris. And obviously Claire, Astrid, and Iris are best friends, you know, before the book starts and they are, I guess, for all intents and purposes, the original three. Um, But, you know, Claire is in Delilah's book and Delilah kind of was the first character that really bloomed to life in my head. And, And really her coming back to Bright Falls is kind of what starts everybody's Mm-hmm. love love story you know even Astrid's like Astrid's would have probably started in a very different way had Delilah never shown up um and so you know those are kind of my original four and as as Claire was taken care of in the first book I knew I wanted to do Astrid and then do and then do Iris um it took me a while to figure out Astrid and who she was going to be with um like who her love interest was going to be like for a while it was going to be Josh which was which is Claire's ex um and then it just didn't I was like, I'm not jiving with this. Um, yeah, I mean, I love Josh. You know, he does a lot. He grows a lot in Delilah's book. But, um, and then it was like tricky because like if I had his POV, um, you know, we dealt a lot with kind of the single parenthood with Claire. And so I felt like that would have been repeated a lot with Josh and I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it just made complete sense for Astrid to have her own bisexual awakening. Like I, that was actually not, my plan from the beginning but then it was like once I thought it I was like well of course like yeah so I I actually had to go on my own self-discovery with Astrid herself to get to that point so we were both surprised Astrid and and I so yeah like when I heard about Astrid's book and like the plot of it I was like that just makes so much sense for her character like of course (laughs) of course she left him and she's with a woman now like of course like that just yeah yeah I feel kind of silly for not seeing it from the very beginning, like when I was planning, when I was just even writing Delilah's story, but, um, and Iris is always a bit bisexual. So, you know, obviously, but she's, mm-hmm. is, um, which, you know, I, I went back and forth on hers too, of whether I was going to have her with a man or a woman or, you know, a non-binary character, but, um, but I just decided on women for everyone <laughs> for this series and the <laughs> next series. The will, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just thought it's like, you know, I, I, I think that by representation where there is a, a bisexual woman and a bisexual man or either, or, or both, I actually wanted to write both. Like they were both bisexual is really important. Um, because you know, that, that identity gets erased so much, but I think at, with this first foray into romance, I was like, I just want to put all the, as much sapphic stuff into the world as I possibly can. <laughs> So that's, yeah, yeah. So neither of us have read Astrid's book yet. So could you tell us a little bit about it and its upcoming release? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail is about um, Astrid Parker, who takes on a design job at the Everwood Inn, which is an old Victorian bed and breakfast type inn in Bright Falls. Um, It's mentioned once or maybe twice, but definitely once in Delilah. and 
it is owned by the Everwood family. So Prue Everwood is the matriarch of that family. And she um, has owned it for generations or it's been in the Everwood family for generations. Um, and so Astrid has been asked to come and help design, redesign um, the inn and update it, you know, into a modern and, you know, clean, simple kind of style. Um, and she's doing so because it's also going to be featured on a, like a HGV, HGTV type show called Inside America, um, which is hosted by a, um, you know, like a design darling star of the design world. Her name is Natasha Rojas. Um, and so she, you know, for Astra, it's like the, the opportunity of a lifetime. She's going to redo this, this famous end that's very beloved in Bright Falls. Um, her own business is struggling in her because she's an interior designer and it's kind of struggling. Um, and so she kind of sees this as an opportunity to really take her career to the next level. Um, you know, hopefully appease her mother who, since she had broken up with her fiance, um, she can't seem to quite do anything right with Isabel. Not that she ever really could, mm -hmm. but um, so she's really excited about this opportunity. Um, and then the, on the, the morning she's supposed to meet Natasha Rojas and the film crew and the family, a stranger runs into her in a coffee shop and spills coffee all over her lucky dress, which is like this cream colored pencil dress. Um, and the person's apologetic. Of course, Astrid absolutely rips them a new one <laughs> and then in true Astrid style and then feels really badly afterwards. And her friends are like, yeah, we, you probably won't ever see that person again. So just let it go. Oh, but then of course that person ends up being Jordan Everwood, who is the granddaughter of Prue, who is a carpenter. And so, and her life is kind of a mess. She, um, the, her partner that she had been with for a long time there, well, I won't give it away, but there, she's not with this person anymore. Um, and since that parting, she's been a complete mess. And so she has a twin brother named Simon who has begged her to come back to Bright Falls to help with this renovation. And so he's like, you're going to be the lead carpenter. Um, but really her feeling is that her whole family thinks she's kind of a screw up, um, which she kind of is in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, or at this time in her life. So, you know, her and Astrid collide. Obviously, Astrid is horrified to find that not only the family's granddaughter, but her lead carpenter on the project is the woman she basically belittled for <laughs> vehemently for spilling coffee all over her um, that morning. So, you know, that just starts off the tension, obviously. And then Natasha, the host of the show, kind of picks up on this tension and wants them to play into it. So they have to kind of play into this, like, you know, pristine interior designer and rough and grumpy carpenter um but then of course you know things happen and feelings develop and astrid has a sexual awakening <laughs> a sexual enemies to lovers <laughs> it sounds wonderful yeah. i cannot wait to read it <laughs> yeah it's it's um it's probably of the three it's probably my favorite one I, I don't know why i think i just have a soft spot for astrid her her journey in like kind of a late in life um realizations about her sexual identity is you know I drew a lot on my own so she's a very special character to me um and you know I just I just love someone who's just kind of same way with Jalila but you know with Astrid she's you know even more so just very prickly but you know inside she just really that's all of a mask you know of what she really needs so yeah it's out November 22nd it's a week of Thanksgiving so please great time to <laughs> don't forget to buy it <laughs> so you would say out of all of your like adult romance main characters she was your favorite um she probably is now I don't think she started off like that mm -hmm. but I just loved writing her book and I love I love her story and what it ended up being mm -hmm. um I mean I it's hard to pick a favorite it's like it's like picking a child I mean and then in Iris's book you know 
I love Iris for all her just bohemian chaos. <laughs> um, and then her love interest in Iris, her name is Stevie. She's, you know, adorable too. And I, I just love all of them. So it's hard for me to pick, you know, who is really my favorite. But I think Astrid, like if you have to take all of their stories and kind of see which one like was the most important to me to write, I feel like it was probably Astrid's. That makes a lot of sense. I'm so excited yeah. to read it. <laughs> Do you have like, a <laughs> date for Iris's story to come out? Um, I don't have a specific date yet, but um, I've heard it's going to be November of 2023. So um, yeah, so a whole year. <laughs> yeah, well, I did ask. I was like, could it not be the week of Thanksgiving? And they said, yes, it'll be earlier not in November. So I think probably the first two weeks of November, one of those Tuesdays. But yeah. We'll mark our calendars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know. I mean, like Astrid was because Delilah came out in February of 22. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Astrid's coming out this year, too. And that was supposed to be a year apart. And then they just kind of moved it up, um, which was fine. But so I don't know if that might happen with Iris or not. So we'll see. I'll keep my fingers crossed on that one. Get, Get those things out, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on, yeah, on my color-coded bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're talking about Iris's cover right now. So, so how much say do you have, like, in the cover design? Um, I mean, I have a good bit. Like, it's you know, like if it came down to it, and I was like, I hate this, and they're like, No, we absolutely love this, and this is what we're doing. Like, they would win because they bought it, and you know, they are going to market it the way they see fit. But you know, they do involve authors a lot um and I've never had a cover that I hated so I've been really really lucky yeah um really cute yeah yeah. and Lenny Kaufman who does the art for these covers is just amazing and she's she's gonna do Iris as well um so you know they'll like usually my editor will ask me for you know character descriptions and kind of ideas for what I think you Mm -hmm. know and and Delilah's obviously kind of set the stage for like well where should they be what's on the background you know and um and things like that and um, I'll send my editor my Pinterest page because I have a Pinterest page for every book for like, you know, the vibe and what they all look like and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and then she'll ask me even about clothing and clothing styles. Um, and then she'll take all that to the art director. And usually when they do send me a mock-up and I see things, I'm like, you know, like I remember with Delilah, she started off with, um, I think her pants, I can't remember if her jeans were like over her boots or tucked in. I can't remember, but I was like, we got to cuff those things. We got we to gotta <laughs> cuff those, we got to cuff those pants. Um, yeah has to to be cuffed and like you know I think Claire's dress at first was a little bit more like 50s looking like you know retro vintage 50s which she is very vintagey but I wanted kind of more pin up you know kind of look so you know I even I even suggested the black and white dress for Claire um and then there are just you know just certain things it's like oh well just little details I'll be like the font you know anything I can I can suggest and usually they'll take unless there's some huge reason why they wouldn't want to um, but usually like any little changes that I suggest they'll do. Yeah, that's really cool. So, Cause I think yeah. like, that was, I think I noticed that like the cuff jeans on the cover. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should buy this. <laughs> if you know, you know, I mean, you gotta have those. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Um, you mentioned that Delilah was like your COVID book. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like bookstagram and book talk has really helped launch that book? Cause I know obviously people is a very like quarantine COVID thing that's when both of us started like this podcast and our bookstagrams um so do you feel like that has really played a huge role in getting the book out there 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've been, I've been, you know, a little overwhelmed with the response to Delilah. Um, I've, and and it's my first romance book too. So I'm like, is it just the romance world in general, or is it, you know, this book specifically that has um, captured so many people's attention? Um, so I don't, I wasn't really sure, but you mm -hmm. know, I've been really excited that so many people have been so excited about it. Um, and yeah, I think that TikTok has absolutely helped and Bookstagram. Um, I mean, it didn't come out until 2022. But by that point, you know, all the podcasts or TikTok channels or whatever it is that you have, that we made when we were, you know, stuck in the house all the time, were flourishing. And so, you know, I think that um, just seeing all of the excitement on, on those platforms, specifically TikTok, which, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm an older, an older millennial and slash Gen Xer. I'm like right on the line. <laughs> so it's like, took me a while to be like, do I want to do TikTok or should I leave that to the youths? Um, but you know, it's, so it's been really fun for me to even get on there and just see everything people are doing and do some of my own stuff. But, but yeah, I think absolutely. Um, TikTok has specifically cause bookstagram has been around for a while, but, um, you know, that has obviously grown too. So I think all of the social media, um, has really helped get the word out there. And, and I think it's also just proven that, cause I think for a while, you know, people were like, well, you know, queer romance is such a niche market and, and it's not, you know, it's, it's absolutely not. <laughs> so, um, it's for everyone. And, um, I mean, obviously when I write it, I write it for queer readers first, but I want everybody to read it. That's how we learn empathy and how we learn different perspectives. Um, and I think TikTok has played a huge role in getting that book out yeah, for so more like and more people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Diversify our reading a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes, Absolutely. And so you mentioned a little bit about your writing process with like the backstories for the characters. What other kind of like research do you do, like either for the plays or like their careers or anything like that? Right. So that's another tricky thing actually about adult writing is because <laughs> if they have a career, I have to actually like know what I'm talking yeah. about. If they're going to have that career because I'm like, oh, God. Um, so, you know, I don't know if I could ever like write like a neurosurgeon or something because I'd be like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, no. So, um, you know, luckily with Delilah, she was a photographer. So I did have to do some research on like cameras and lenses and editing styles and, you know, even programs to do editing. So, and a lot of it, like in terms of, but it's interesting because a lot of it with it, with it, when it came down to like what she would like, cause you know, sometimes she would sit with Ruby who is Claire's daughter and talk about how she might edit a photo or because Ruby was very interested in, and I, and I'm like, I'm just making all that up. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just, mm. um, so like specifics mechanics about like cameras and lenses. I, I did look up, but like in terms of like the actual eye, I'm like, I'm just making this up and thinking what I would be doing if I'm taking a picture of a leaf in a bird bath. I don't know. Um, so, you know, so a lot of that, it was just for me, but some, but I did have to do some research there. Um, a, I had to do like I love making up towns so that and really the reason why I love making up towns is so I don't have to be accurate with yeah. anything <laughs> I can just yeah. make everything up so I love fictional towns like even in my in my kidlet like all my towns the main town that they lived in was always made up um and I love doing that it's just it's fun for me and it also just takes some pressure off of like well you know is this street even exist like what does yeah. this look yeah. like um wrong <laughs> right but, you know, like there's, they do live in our world. So I usually do mention bigger towns, like obviously Delilah lives in New York. So I had, I mean, I've been to New York, but I wasn't there when I was writing it. So it's like, I had to kind of research certain like neighborhoods that she might've lived in, in in Brooklyn and 
Um, and then she went back and she had to show it the Whitney. So I had to look up like the Whitney and like how things worked there and mm -hmm. um, what street it was on, <laughs> you know, just like all the, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like I'm not a historical fiction writer, so my research is usually limited to that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, job stuff that would affect like for HDTV for Astrid, I had to, I looked up a lot of like design you know, strategies or, you know, what, it, you know, I even looked up articles like, what is it like being on an HGTV show? You know, like, how does it work? I'm, and, and honestly, I could not find a ton. So a lot of it, I just made up to, um, but, but that's the fun of fiction. I'm like, you know, as, as long as it's like, not something that's going to harm someone, like I can make up a street or a building on a street that actually exists. This building isn't actually there. Like in Iris, there's a, there's a theater that they like a, a community theater that's in Portland, Oregon. Well, Portland exists, but this theater doesn't, <laughs> you know, so, and obviously I'm making it up. So, so that's the fun of fiction. Um, but I do want it to feel as real as possible. And especially if they are in a real town that exists, I want people to feel like they're there. You know, I, I even found some criticism once about how, like where Bright Falls was in terms of like the Willamette Valley and, you know, and I'm like, it's fiction. I and Bright Falls doesn't exist. So I don't know. I mean, and I understand people who are like, you know, live in Oregon, like would have how they'd feel about that. But, you know, I'm also like, it's fiction. Yeah, I never paid attention <laughs> to that, to be honest. Like, yeah. We were reading um, Something Wilder. Is that what you're going to talk about? Oh, we did the, I think I was going to talk book lovers or maybe it wasn't book lovers, but they were living in this town. And I was like, you think this? Oh, it was. Yeah. I was like, this is yeah, when they're like in a little town. I was yeah. like, I don't care. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I love making up towns like that. And then, but and like, but I do love books. Like, I remember I read um in a New York Minute, I think by Kate Spencer, and and like Kate Claiborne's New York books. Like, I just feel like those. But like, you can just feel New York around you like so vividly, and I love that too. Like when it when a town like that, and you can really feel it being so real. But you know, um, but I live on a small island and off the coast of Georgia and I don't think anybody really cares about it feeling real when they're reading about the town here so <laughs> I used to live in Nashville so I think that is a is a book that a setting like a real setting I could write and probably make it feel very vivid you know but that's part of the reason why I make up town so much because I want my setting to feel vivid and unless I am like a native of that place it's probably not going to feel as vivid as it could as if I, if I just make it up Listen, as long as the romance is good, I don't care where it is. <laughs> right. Uh, so Jen and I love to ask these two questions um, in our interviews because I feel like as people that read books, whenever we tell people like, oh, I like to read, they always ask us these and it makes, like it gives it's us so stressful. much pressure. Um, oh so no, now I'm nervous. <laughs> do you have a favorite author? Oh gosh, no. Don't <laughs> No, but like, um, unfortunately, no. you have to answer. <laughs> oh, I have to pick one. Well, you can pick you a multiple. Okay, well, I can pick a few. Okay. Um, well, off the top of my head, Talia Hibbert. Love Talia. Yes. Um, absolutely. I'm also so visual, so I have to like turn around and look at my bookshelf. Um, Eve, yellow spine, Eve, blue spine, <laughs> Chloe. I know. Yes. <laughs> there they are. Absolutely. Um, so yes, Tolly Hibbert, um, Rachel and Solomon, like I said, love her. Both of her adult romances have been amazing and her YA is incredible. Um, I love Meryl Wilsner's books. I love their 
debut and then their second one that's coming out soon, their MILF book, <laughs> as everyone calls it, the MILF book. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> Wait, have you not heard of them? No. no. What? We're going to okay, go so, book after this. Uh, it's called Mistakes Were Made. And wait, it's about I Vicky. Yeah. Wait, did you read this? I, or no, you requested it? I screenshotted it and I sent texted it to you and I said we need to read this. Yeah, we're on. I didn't it. know it was yeah. the milk book. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the milk book because you know it's about a twenty-three-year-old or however old she is falling in love with a milk. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of some other favorite authors. Uh, my mind's blanking right now, but. Um, oh, I love Alexis Hall. Absolutely love Alexis Hall. Um, yeah, but you know, I think probably like if you were like to make me pick a favorite, I'd probably say Talia Hipper at this point in my life. It would probably change, but just because it varies on what I like to read, but I will read anything that she writes. And, and then, that yeah. kind of tracks with you writing the three, like, yeah, friends. Yeah. Scares, like, yeah, yeah. So, like in the author community, have you gotten to talk to Talia? Um, I mean, we're mutuals on like social media and she blurbed a lot and she blurbed uh, Delilah. Oh my God. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her, it's at the top. It's at the top of the book. Her blurb. Oh, that's so, um, wow. yeah. So, um, but you know, she lives in England, I believe. I think she lives in London, but, um, you know, so no, we're not best friends. So this is <laughs> you know, disappointment, but, um, you know, but we're friendly and I think she's great. So, yeah. And then as far as specific books, I know this is another terrible question, but this is our yeah. last question. Yeah. It's painful. Do you have a favorite book? <laughs> favorite book. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, no, no. I mean, again, like I think, okay, so I'll pick a favorite Talia book, which is Danny Brown's, the middle one. That's mine oh, too. So, that was the only right answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Only right answer. <laughs> True. Um, that's absolutely one of my favorite books. Um, of all time um so good isn't it it is so good sentence that's like I have honey on my tit and I know it's gonna be a good night (laughs) probably that sounds like something Danny would say I love yeah yeah it's so good so great yeah that answer works for me yeah that (laughs) okay I'll just leave it there I'll just leave it there that book also plays a role in Iris in Iris's book I wrote that book into Iris's book. Oh <laughs> so, my goodness! I so you can, <laughs> it needs to so be twenty-three. Jeez. Yeah, gotta yeah. go um, take a hibernation or something. We're emailing this publisher <laughs> for an art. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with us. This is so much fun. Yeah, I, thanks for having me. I'm so really excited fun. to look up the MILF book after this. And I <laughs> yes, will... it's out soon, so you should read it. Oh yeah. my goodness. All right, we're going to go to Barnes yeah. & Noble after this. So. Yeah. All right, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect, please do. All right, thanks for having me. All right, bye. bye. bye.